Well, it's good to be back in church somewhat. We're excited about you being here tonight. This is our Wednesday night service, and we're actually going to go back to what we were studying before when we're talking about Moses. Before we do that, I, I just want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for listening. Um, I am looking forward to a few things. I'm glad when we get back to normal. My wife and I were talking. It's going to be good to hear Mark Gardner in our service say amen. We've not had that in a little bit, thinking about taping him doing that, putting that every so often. But, you know, people are missed, and it's and it's a good thing that we miss each other, but we need to make sure we do what's right. Keep safe and make sure you pray for a couple things. I want you to pray for the president. I also want you to pray for our governor. They definitely need our prayers as they have to make some tough decisions. So make sure you do that. Again, I'm thankful that you're here at Bible Baptist Church online. <clears throat> There's a couple of announcements that I have. Number one, I talked to Brother Ford. Our missions trip that we had in the summer has been canceled. Um, he works with the, <clears throat> the Native Americans out in Arizona area, and he told me that we need to pray for them because apparently um, the Native Indians are having a harder time do, do with this um, corona coronavirus because of their genetics and he said we really need to pray pray for him and his ministries as it's kind of evolving into something what it wasn't before it's more of a food distribution now so he can still see the people that he works with so really keep him in your prayers i know that he would appreciate that again brother ford out in arizona been a missionary for us for a while <clears throat> and i know that he would be thankful if you did that uh, make sure you pray for the upcoming events. I know one of them we're trying to modify a little bit is our ladies lunch. It's on May 19th. Listen for the announcements as it gets closer, but we're probably going to have an out uh, a, a dinner for them to take home, not to eat with us, but we've got a special speaker coming and I think you'll enjoy that. Listen for the announcements. Again, that's um, ladies lunch on May 9th. That's the day right before Mother's Day. And I know you, you'd appreciate that if you get to come. So make your mark your calendars for that. <clears throat> I also want to say, I talked to Kathleen Heck. And I want to say this to you. Yesterday I talked to her for a while. And I'm going to do this on a lighter note. Um, she is such an encourager. Um, I, I always think of one word when I think of her. What a hoot. I mean, I just love spending time with her and talking with her. And um, she had told me something. <clears throat> and I wanted to make sure we get this settled and I told her I would take care of it today and after we laughed and laughed and laughed about it she um was talking to me and I, apparently her son was at her house when she got her basket and she was going through her basket and she took her mask out and before we get into this I want to thank Tammy for all the masks that she made for everybody uh, Tammy Birch and, and and her husband have been a blessing to this church but I just wanted to give this shout out to um, Kathleen as she's going over this and I told her I would do this but I wanted to make sure she understood one thing we forgot to do is put on how to put your mask on. And so she was at her house and her <clears throat> husband and her and her son was there with her. And he said, Mom, what are you doing? And she said, I just don't know what's going on with this mask. I've tried putting it on and it just doesn't work. And and so I just want to show you how you put a mask on. So if there's anybody else out there that's having problems, the mask goes over this. If you've got it like this, it's probably the wrong way. That's what her son told her. So, Kathleen, I'm helping people out. I, th I appreciate you. You made me laugh more than I have in a long time. And I'm so thankful for you. I'm th thankful for your ministry you have of encouragement. You know, we're in, a, we're in a situation sometimes where we don't really know what's going on. <clears throat> but we sure do have a good God. He gives us the friends we need. 
make sure you pray for everybody and prayer requests can be given three different ways. You can email, you can text us, or you can put them on Facebook. I do have a special request for Maxine. Maxine goes in um, tomorrow for her first chemo treatment. Make sure you pray for her. I know that she'd appreciate it. I want to say it's at 8 a.m. So if you could keep her in your prayers and her sister and all those that are in, in this involved in this, I know that she would appreciate that. So let's get into, get into this message. And we won't be long this evening, but I want to go into Exodus. We're in Exodus chapter 20. We talked about Moses, and what we've talked about him was a, a man God moved. He was constantly, perpetually moving, if you look at his life. Now, some of them, you know, they're 40-year spots, but he was constantly moving, especially when he gets out with the people in, in, in Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, and let's read two verses, and then we'll pray and we'll get right into it. And we've looked at this before, but it says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for all the things that you've done for us. I thank you for we the studying we can do and the reading of your word and the, and the talking to you. Lord, this is a different time and different aspect that we ever dreamed of. Here we're doing this online because we can't meet. I truly understand what the Bible, when, when God says about forsaking the assembly, man, I want to meet with people, Lord. I want to see people. I want to encourage them. I want to be with them. You know, I was teasing about Mark, but man, I do miss his amens. I miss the, the sweet fellowship we have with each other. I think especially of Kathleen today, what a blessing it was to talk with her yesterday and talk to many different people yesterday. And it's just encouraging and the texts that you get and all that. But Lord, I want to have a special request. For, as I said before, pray for President Trump. And pray for our Governor Lee that they'll make the right decisions and that um, no one will be in harm's way and everything will work out for your honor and glory. I can't imagine the responsibility that, that <clears throat> they're holding right now. May we pray for them specifically that they'll make the right decision. Thank you again for the things you've done. Be with us as we study the story of Moses, a man God moved. Thank you that we can learn something from his life and may we apply it in our lives. And we'll give you all the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to <clears throat> look at this. Exodus chapter 20, of course, this is the chapter where the Ten Commandments are in. And, you know, when I think about this, the, the Israelites are in the wilderness. Sort of a very simple aspect of where we are. We don't know where we stand. We don't know what's going to happen. None of the dates are going to open things up. It's kind of uncertain. And just like the Israelites in the wilderness, we don't know when things are going to happen and what they're going to do and where we're going to go and how God's going to take care of this. But I can, you can rest assured that God has a plan. God has a specific plan for your life. Rest in his word, rest in his promises and make sure we understand that. As we look at this, I want you to look at two things in here in verse number one and two. And if you've been in our services, you've heard me preach a message on the Ten Commandments. We've went through all these. And um, I want you to hear what it says in, in Exodus chapter 20. It says, And God spake all these words, saying, Now this is God speaking, it's not Moses speaking. It says this, I am the Lord thy God. We've got to get back to understanding who God is. God's done so many wonderful things for these people. And he starts it and he tells them two different things. Look at these two different things. And says, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Aren't you thankful that God brought us out of this world? Egypt has always 
typifies what what the world is and it says and it pertains to me it says which have brought thee out of the land of egypt and you know he's brought me out of the world I, i i'm not i live in this world but this is not my final home thank god for his grace thank god for his salvation as you as you look at the next thing it says this it says out of the house of bondage isn't that interesting that he says this to them and it and it just looks where we're at our bondage is our sin what sin do you have to deal with Aren't you thankful that he gave us a way to get forgiveness for sin? And here he is, and he says this, these two things. I brought thee out of the land of Egypt, the world. He brought us out of the world. And guess what? He brings us out of bondage. Aren't you thankful for God's mercy to us and his grace to us to bring us out of the world and out of the sin that we have? Does this mean we're going to be perfect? No. But my Bible says if I confess my sins, he will forgive me of my sins. We need to get back to understanding that. Then, this is the portion of scripture everybody knows. And I'm going to just, for sake of time, if you were to read verses 3 through 17, you'd find the Ten Commandments. And I want to kind of break them down so it's a little bit easier and quicker that we can get through this. The first one is that you shouldn't have any other gods. Little g. Shouldn't be something that takes his place. The number two, no graven images. We should not have any graven images. And if you jump down to verse number three, thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. I hope as a Christian you don't do that. God's name should mean something and it's not a curse word. The world world destroys his name. And they want to they make it significantly less than what it is. But my Bible says he's marvelous. He's wonderful. His name should mean something. And the Bible also says that every knee shall bow at his name eventually. And that means everybody that's on the face of the earth will do that. The fourth one, if you look at it, is I found, I think, in verse number eight. And this is, remember, the Sabbath. Man, if you want to think about this, this is, this is a great thing to think about because I miss being in church on Sunday, being with the fellowship. But we need to remember the Sabbath. Make sure you're t- tuning into us. And this Sunday, we're going to actually be, if all goes well, we're going to um, have a drive-in service. And you'll be parking in the back of the, uh, audit- where our auditorium is. And we'll have something live for you. And we'll be also promoting it online. But if you can be there, stay in your cars, listen to the rules, make sure you understand what, what we're doing. But we'll get to see each other, but just be through two windows. And so you make sure you make your plans. We truly understand. Remember the Sabbath. So those are all basically things. The first three had to deal with our relationship with God and his name. And then the fourth one has to do with his day. that We need to give him our Sabbath. But verse um, five through ten are the the ten the part of the commandments that are about our relationship with people and and things. And, and as we look at this, the fifth one is honor your father and your mother. The sixth one is thou shalt not kill. Number seven is thou shalt not commit adultery. Number eight, thou shalt not st- steal. Number nine, you shouldn't lie. And number ten, you shouldn't covet. And as we look at these things, these are these are easy to list hard to do. I think of the last one, probably one of the hardest ones, I think, is thou shalt not covet. Because if if you steal, you're being seen for doing that. Um, adultery is something that can be seen. Bearing false witness can be heard. But number 10, when it talks about coveting, you might have a coveting heart and no one knows about it. God wants us to do these 10 things. This is the law. And we'll get back into that in just a second. 
It's easy listed, hard to do. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 10. I'm sorry, Mark chapter 10. And I want to I want you to look at this real quick. And there's a story in Mark chapter 10. And as we relate to this, and we've got these 10 commandments, I want you to see this. Go to Mark chapter 10 and verse number 17. It says, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and, and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? This is a rich rich man, and he comes, and it's interesting that he comes running, and he shows his reverence. He kneeled to him. He bowed to him, and Jesus said to him, Why callest me, thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud, defraud not. Um, honor thy father and mother, which is interesting in verse number 19, because this is a relationship between us and it, and people. He did not mention the first, first four, where it was a relationship with God. Now look what it says, and he says, and he said unto him, Master, all these I observe from, from my youth. He's lying. He's lying. He's, he's a false witness in his own, own admission. You can't keep all these. It's impossible to keep the law. That's why I'm so thankful for grace and mercy. And Jesus behold him in verse number 21, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, one thing thou, thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come, take up thy cross and follow me. It's interesting how this starts. Look what he says. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to just get him and show him who I am. It says, and, 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 and Jesus beholding him, what's the next word? Look at it. I'll give you a chance. The next word is loved. He loved him. He knew what he needed. He says he loved him and said unto him. This was not a thing that he thought, okay, he's going to run. He's, gonna, he's not going to be able to handle this. He, he said this because he loved him. God does things in our life because he loves us. But look at his response in verse number 22. And he said, and he was sad at these sayings and went away grieved for he had great possessions. Now, let me ask you just one simple question with this story. Where are his possessions now? Over 2,000 years ago, this man comes up to him and he comes to him in a reverent area and he bows down and he calls him good and he said, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? As far as we know, the way that he left, he never got that eternal life. For 2,000 years, he's been thinking about that question and how Jesus answered him. See, he wanted to do it his own way, as the law permits, because in his own mind, he thought he kept all the law. He did not keep all the law. There's no way you can keep all Ten Commandments. Well, why did God give? It is a rule that we try to adhere to, but it's impossible to do. You know, you think of some of those um, stealing, lying. Let's just think about this. How many of you have ever lied? Well, then you haven't kept the, the commandments since your youth. I don't know of a, a young child or a teenager that's went through this and never lied. When you ask anybody, have you ever lied? They'll say, oh, yeah, I've lied. Let's talk about stealing. Have you ever stole something, taken something that wasn't yours? Most people are listening to this will say, yeah, I've done that. I've done that many times. We are not perfect. But thank God we're forgiven. He was trying to work his way and saying that he was doing it and Jesus knew right through and he knew his weakness. We see how he comes. We see that Jesus loved him and, and I think verse number 22, the fourth word, 
and he was sad. He was sad at that saying. And he went away grieved. This was not what he thought would happen. He'd heard all these great things. Why he couldn't do it? Because he had great possessions. He had great possessions. So here we're in Exodus chapter 20. And in Mark chapter 10 is a story of a man that said he kept all of them. We can't keep all of them. It's impossible for us to keep all of them. But God wants us to be to understand that the law was there to make the relationship right with God. And we so fall short of that. That's why I'm so thankful for what God's done for us. I'm so thankful I don't live in Exodus time. I live in after Christ was here because his sacrifice made the difference. But going to Exodus chapter 20, we go over all these words. How did we get here? How did they get to this point in time in Exodus chapter 20? The Israelites are in the wilderness. And then God gives them the law. We'll go to chapter 19. You've got to understand chapter 19 to understand where we're at. It says in chapter 19, in verse number 1, it says, In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. Now, we're talking three months, 90 days. What has happened in those 90 days? Well, if I were to just take my Bible and look and see what the Bible says on the headings of, of my Bible. My Bible is just a simple Bible, but it gives me some headings of things that happen. If I were to take this and I were to tell you this, as we were looking at this, there's some things in this that they've done in 90 days. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 37, they're leaving Egypt. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, just six chapters before 19, Chapter 19, it's the beginning of the Exodus. In Exodus chapter um, 13, verse 21, is where God says, I'll be a pillar of cloud and fire for you to see us. Exodus chapter 14 is when the, the Pharaoh pursues the Israelites, and there's nowhere for the Israelites to go. The Red Sea is in front of them. They have no idea what's going to happen. That's Exodus chapter 14. They go across dry land and God splits the land. They go through. There's no way they can go except if they move. we move forward as, as, as we've looked at before in this message. So in Exodus chapter 14, verse 26, Pharaoh's armies in, are destroyed and so is he. God puts the water back together and, and they're engulfed and they all die. It has been a sad day for them. Their country is devastated with what has happened with the 10 plagues. They've just lost all their firstborn, whether it's animals or people, and the Israelites are immune to most of these things. And, and so here they are, and the Israelites are out, and, and then in verse chapter 16, verse 1, the heading of my Bible says this. They had wilderness murmuring. I mean, God got them out, and what did they say? I want to go back where the, where the garlics and leeks are. You've got us out of here so we can die. Well, if they went back to they went back to Egypt, they wouldn't have survived there either. There was nothing there for them, but they're murmuring in the wilderness. And then, of course, God sees their murmuring, and what does He do? He gives them quail and manna in Exodus chapter sixteen, also in verse number eleven. But then, in, in chapter seventeen, they're murmuring again in chapter in verse number one. Now they're not murmuring about what's going on in the wilderness and food. They're murmuring about 
the water. They can't drink the water. Well, surely we're going to die. Exodus chapter 18, verse 7, God delivers them again. And then we come into Exodus chapter 19 in verse number 1. And the children of Israel are at Mount Sinai. Listen to what happens in, in, in Mount Sinai for the first um, seven verses. Um, I think the first nine verses. I want you to follow along with this. In verse number one, it says, In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim, and were come to the desert of Sinai, and had pitched in the wilderness, and, and there Israel camped before the mount. Now, God's going to speak to Moses in these next couple of verses. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord God um, called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus say, thus shalt thou say to the house of, of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto Egypt, the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people <clears throat> for all the earth is mine and ye shall be unto the king unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation these are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of israel now he's going to go and he's going to talk to the israelites verse number seven it says and moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the lord commanded them and all the people answered together and said all the lord has spoken we will do and Moses returned in the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lord, uh, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee, and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. <clears throat> I'll explain this in just a second of what's happened. But I want you to see what God has already done to him. Go back to what it says in verse number 4. Verse number three, let's catch it up with verse number three. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, thou shalt, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel. Now watch what God says about, the, about them. Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. You know, when I, when I think about this, the aspect of this, he says, Listen, I have pulled you out of a spot, that was not good, and I protected you through it. And not only that, I bear you on the eagle's wings. You got to understand when you when you study this, the eagle's wings always refers to deity. I have put you in a place where I protected you. I have put you in a place where you could thrive, even through a rough time. When, I, when I'm thinking about what we're doing right now, you can still thrive where you're at. So you have to choose which one you're going to do. I'm referring to a, a verse that's found in Isaiah chapter 40 when it talks about e eagles. It says, and everybody knows this, it says, e uh, um, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Yes, when I, when I study this, there's many different things about this. He says, but they that wait upon the Lord... Sometimes we're just sitting there and go, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this. When can we do this? When can we get up? When can we do this? When, when are they going to allow us to do this? We just need to wait on the Lord. God knows what's best for us. Sometimes we think we know what's best, but God knows what's best. 
And then it says this, if we, if we wait on him, he'll renew our strength. Just like he said in, in the people in Israel, he says, um, listen, and how I bear you on eagle's wings. He's protecting us. But we've got to wait on him and renew our strength. Then it says this, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Eagles are a majestic bird. They're, they fly higher than the other birds. They are the ones that everybody wants to be. You know, we've got people in our church, I think of Ray Adams, how he watches those eagles nest in Johnson City. It's, it's, it's incredible what an eagle can do. Very strong bird. And, and they're, they're the ones that, that everybody wants to be. And thank God that it's our nation's bird, our nation's symbol. Because I feel like America is higher than other countries. I love other countries. But I want, I want to say to you, I'm so thankful that I live in this country. But it says they shall mount up with wings as eagles. And then it says they shall run and not be weary. Why is that? Because they waited on the Lord and they renewed their strength. I don't know when this is going to end. I don't know how it's going to end. But I know that God's in control. He knows what he's doing. So often, well, pastor, what are we going to do? How are we going to do we're thinking outside the box. I'm in my office. You're at your house. Maybe listen to it on your phone. This is not what it was the norm back then. But you know what? We've got to wait on God. And God knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what we need. I know of some people that I'm praying for in this church right now that have some health ailments. Have some financial burdens. And they're as real as anything. Hold on. God knows what you need. The Bible says this, you shall run and not be weary. Then I like this. There's some of us that can run. I can't run right now, but I sure can walk. But the Bible says this, it gets on both aspects. Those that run strong and they can run, you won't be weary as long as you're resting in God and his strength. And then it also says this, and shall walk and not faint. Thank God for that verse. Man, I want God to renew his strength with me. I have to be patient. I don't like that. But when I am and I wait on him, he will renew my strength. And he'll put us on those eagle's wings. Look at what verse number nine says. It says, ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. And it says this, and how I bear you on eagle's wings. I protected you and brought you unto myself. I love that statement. I brought you unto myself. Aren't you thankful that you can go to God and the creator of everything. And know this. Even on April 15th, 2020, that he will let us come to him and bring us to him. It says, and brought you unto myself. God sure does care for us, doesn't he? So God speaks to Moses in verses 3 through 6. 7 through 9, the people's response. Now, you've got to understand what they're responding to. He is saying in these th verses 3 through 6 that, listen, God's grace is sufficient. That's all you need. But that's not what they chose. They chose the law. They wanted law. They didn't want grace. The Israelites always chose the wrong thing. Remember when God did not want them to have a king, and yet they wanted to be like any every other nation. They wanted a king. Well, how'd that work out for them? Saul was good to begin with, and then came 
his bad years. David was good, but he wasn't perfect. He was a man after God's own heart, but he had his, he made his mistakes. Solomon, you know, he was better than others, but then you get to the next one, Rehoboam, he was terrible. How'd that go for their choice that they made? They chose law over grace in verses 7 through 9. And what amazes me is they chose and they didn't even know what the law was yet. Because this is Exodus chapter 19. The, the Ten Commandments don't come out until Exodus chapter 20. So they said, listen, we'll do whatever God wants us to do. And they were it was a works-based salvation. Aren't you thankful that you live in the year you live in? We don't have an altar and sacrifice here that you bring a lamb in and we sacrifice for you. Because God's lamb was sacrificed over, uh, over 2,000 years ago. And he became our salvation. He became our sacrifice. You know, I was reading a, a, a G. Vernon McGee, and he puts it this way so that you understand the difference between law and grace. They chose law when they could have had grace. Because look at what it says now in verse number five. Now, therefore, if you obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. But they didn't choose that. They, choose, they chose, verse chapter 20, I want the law. And just like the man in the, in the New Testament said, I kept the law, you can't keep the law. Who were the ones that went after Jesus when he was on the cross? It was the high priests and scribes. It was the religious people. Because they wanted the law, they didn't want grace. G. Vernon McGee puts it this way, and I want you to just listen to me. I'm almost done. Here's the difference between law and grace. <laughs> law demands grace gives. Law says do. Grace says believe. Law exacts. Grace bestows. Law says works. Grace says rest. Now listen to this. Law threatens pronouncing a curse. Grace entreats pronouncing a blessing. Aren't you thankful for God's blessing? Two more. Law says do and thou shalt live. Grace says live and thou shalt do. Isn't that a, a, a tremendous blessing? Let me read that one more time. Law says do and thou shalt live. Grace says live and thou shalt do. And the last one, G. Vernon McGee says this, and listen to this. The law condemns the best man. You can't abide by all the law. It's impossible. You say, well, I can do the Ten Commandments, can you? Because I can't. There's things that I, I deal with all the time that I've got I've to be very careful. I've got to always have that right relationship with him. I want the filling of the Holy Spirit. But there's things in my life that I go, I, I can't do that. I, just, I try. To, I'm not perfect. I don't ever claim to be. But listen to this. Law condemns the best man but I'm so thankful for grace because on this side, grace saves the worst man. I would much rather live in the law of grace, in the, in the form of grace than the form of law. Aren't you thankful when you, when you look at this because we're, getting, we're going to get into Exodus chapter 20. We'll go through pretty quick next week the, the Ten Commandments. But you truly understand the New Testament because I look at all these things, thou shalt know the gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. 
Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not lie. And the last one, thou shalt not covet. Don't we all have issues with those? That's why I'm so thankful for the verse in the New Testament that says this, For by grace are ye saved through faith. I am thankful for the grace. And I am thankful for the faith that we have. Then it says this, because this is the law, little aspect of this in this verse, for by grace are you saved through faith. This is the law, and that not of yourselves. That rich man in, in the New Testament thought he could do it. He thought he could handle it. He couldn't handle it. And that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. You know, I love that gift. Thank God for that gift. Thank God for that grace. We read in Exodus chapter 20, and it's probably one of the most prominent chapters in the Old Testament. I would say it was probably one of the top five that people know. But here you're, you're looking at this and you're seeing all these things that God tells them to do. And then he's going to give you some more details of what it, some of these mean. But I think it's a sad day when we get the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament because it's impossible to live by the law. The best day of our life is when Jesus Christ, our last Sunday that we celebrate Easter, died on a, on a cross for our sins and shed his blood. And three days later, he rose again. I'm thankful that we live in the day of grace. Where's grace at in your life? April 15th, 2020. God sure has something great for you. I don't know when this is going to end. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this, that God's grace is sufficient. He's exactly what we need every step of the way. Even through my problems that I'm going through, I can see God's grace, God's mercy. The problems that you're going through, you can see God's grace and God's mercy. I'm so thankful for the gift that he gave us. Make it your point so that people see God's grace in your life. Administer grace and mercy to other people. So in 2020, it can be one of the best years of your life. Draw close to him and he'll draw close to you. Are you thankful for his grace? Lord, I thank you for your grace and mercy in my life. I thank you for the people at Bible Baptist Church. It's dear friends that we, we have. Well, we don't know exactly what all is going on in, 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 in Washington and in, in our capital here in, in the state of Tennessee. But we know that we have a God that does. does. Lord, may, may they make the right decisions. May we come back on the other side stronger as a nation. But Lord, while we're in it, we sometimes just want to get out of it. I'm very particular with, with what I'm doing. And, and as I look at it, I'm still in your mercy. I'm still in your grace. You know exactly what we need every step of the way. May we truly understand that you have something great for us. Thank you for getting us out of Egypt, the world, and thank you for getting us out of that sin. And thank you for saving our souls. May we truly understand what grace is. We don't need the law. 
Oh, they're good things to live by, but we can't, we can't abide by all of them. But we sure can live in faith. And we sure can live in grace. And we thank you for your mercy. Thank you again for what you're about to do. May we get something from your word. May we understand we have something on Sunday. May we be in our places. And we'll give you all the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to encourage you to just listen, check our website. We'll find out what, what we're doing. We still don't know the deadlines of what they're putting on us, but we're hoping to have a drive-in service. That's what we're planning. If things change, we will let you know, but you be here. We're only gonna, we're not going to have Sunday school, of course. We will have a service at 11 o'clock. Be in this back parking lot. Listen to the people that are telling you where to park and just park. Keep your, keep your distance. Do not get out of your vehicles. Follow the rules that, that we'll, we will have set for you. We sure serve a great God. And even through all this aspect of what we're going through, God still is good. As Brother Spencer used to say, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. You're either going to believe it or you're not. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. And may God bless you in ways that you can't even imagine. We'll give you all the praise and glory for it. Thank you so much, God, for everything you've done. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you on Sunday.